Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday, podcast1.com and iTunes. Thanks to Mr. Mark Slaughter for our intro music as usual. Hope you guys had a great week and good to be here for another episode. I am live, and well, I shouldn't say live. Of course, it's a podcast, so it's recorded. But there's new podcasts that post every Thursday via podcast1.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming. Remember, when you do any shopping, do it at amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. That is the best way to do your shopping on Amazon. Why? Because it helps me out a little bit, to be honest with you. If you go to that page, you'll see some hand-picked items that I uh, suggest, and you can go on to your shopping and do anything else you want on Amazon, but begin at Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. I would greatly appreciate you doing so. Just back from uh, a few day, uh, great days in the Dallas area, McKinney, Texas to be exact, I want to thank everybody that came out to the Guitar Sanctuary where I had a really, really great time. And did a a speaking show that was incredibly well attended. So I thank everybody that came out. I have not done a speaking Q&A Stump the Trunk live show in quite a while. And I was a little apprehensive about it, to be honest with you, but it went incredibly well. So thank you. Thank you to my friend Brian Meter and everybody at the Guitar Sanctuary for making it happen. Did a couple radio broadcasts from there, too, including a great interview with King Diamond. Had John Five stop by, and he did a show with me. And then I hosted uh, or intro John Five, I should say, at his show last Friday in Dallas at Trees. Really great run of stuff in the Dallas area, and I greatly appreciate it. Dallas is a – I may hate the football team because I'm a Giants fan, <laughs> but I really like the area. Great people, great restaurants. Man, if you like Mexican food, there's a Mexican restaurant on like every corner uh, in Dallas. And, and an In-N-Out burger. Which is weird. Like In-N-Out Burger is a thing, a West Coast thing, 
that people on the East Coast go crazy for when they get to the West Coast. I didn't know that In-N-Out came as far east as, as Dallas, but they have them all over the place there. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But great time. Hope to be back. Hope to do more stuff from Guitar Sanctuary. Did I say Guitar Center before? I always make that slip up. Guitar Sanctuary, if I said Guitar Center, I did not mean that. Guitar Sanctuary in McKinney. It was great to spend time with King Diamond. I'll bring you that interview here on the podcast maybe as soon as next week. If you missed it or if you don't have SiriusXM or if you listen outside of the U.S. or Canada, as I mention all the time, if you do listen and you are based in the, in the U.S. or Canada, greatly appreciate if you got on board with us on the SiriusXM side where I do a live radio show every single day, talking music, taking calls, doing interviews on Channel 106 volume. And that is where the interviews you hear on the podcast originate from. So you get a little tiny taste of what I do on a daily basis over on Sirius XM here one time a week on the podcast. But come on board and join us. I'll tell you for a couple, for what, and I don't, I don't ever really do this. I don't ever really push people to do something or tell them how to spend their money. But the truth of the matter really is, that for the cost of a couple Starbucks, you could have a, a month of entertainment of about 140 channels of music and talk, and of course my show six times a week live on Sirius XM. So hope you come on board. If not, like I said, you'll get a little taste here on the podcast every week of what I'm doing over there via the interviews that I bring to you, including this week's interview coming up in a few minutes with David Coverdell few things to address here at the top. First of all, I got an interesting email, and I do get emails. I do read all the emails that come in from you guys, and I do appreciate all the emails that come in. You can email me through my website. It's eddie at eddietrunk.com, the direct email address. And as I always say, the my website is not just about me. There are a ton of music news entries on there that have been done for years by a woman by the name of Dana Rosen who compiles music news and posts it in one convenient place. So have a look for that. The Trunk Report is my blog. You can see um, all my appearances right on the homepage of the website. And you can uh, see upcoming events and just tons of stuff. There's a merch store, signed copies of my books. This week I want to thank Goody's Headache Powder, for bringing me new Trunk Nation stickers. And I'm going to be giving these out at various appearances. My next one will be this Saturday in Milwaukee at the Potawatomi Casino, where I'll be hosting Saxon and Black Star Riders at the Northern Lights Theater. That's this Saturday, April 7th. And then from there, I'm going to Cleveland. I'll be broadcasting from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum on the morning of the 13th, and then the afternoon flying to Tulsa to host L.A. Guns at the IDL Ballroom, doing some broadcasts after that from Tulsa. And then I'm going to Houston on April 22nd to host Tom Kiefer at the Proof Rooftop Lounge. Just announced, if we're in the Houston area, on the 23rd, come on out for a live broadcast. I'm going to be doing my volume show on Monday, the 23rd of April, live from White Oak Music Hall in Houston, totally free, and it's 1 to 3 p.m. So please come by 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time in Houston. Come by and join the broadcast, totally free. Watch Trunk Nation live from the White Oak Music Hall on April 23rd. 
Then, of course, Merriweather Post Pavilion for M3, May 4 and 5. Ride for Ronnie Dio Cancer Fund event, May 6th in Encino, California. Rocklahoma, May 25 and 26 and 27. Prior, Oklahoma, May 30th, Striper in Tulsa. Just added June 9th, I'm in Cincinnati at the venue for a speaking show. And this has just been announced, too. It's not till November, but you want to plan on this if you're up for it. Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, the Breathless Resort, 80s in the Sand, featuring a bunch of 80s music acts. Wow, that's going to be fun. All information on all of this stuff on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. Now, I was mentioning the emails that I get through the site, one of which came through, and it was a guy that said, you know, and listen, I appreciate all criticism, and I, I try to read everything even if I can't get back to it. And he said, I listen to your podcast every week, and sometimes if I don't want to hear the interview that you have, I just listen to the open to hear what you have to say, and then I stop it and don't listen to the interview if I don't care about who you're interviewing. Fair enough. I understand you're not going to want to hear from every guest that we have every week. I try to bring you a variety. I get that. But he goes, you know, now you're just kind of running down your appearances and not doing as much at the front of it, and you should be talking more about other things. Well, here's the deal. First of all, as I just mentioned, I am currently doing six live music talk shows, rock talk shows, on Sirius XM every week. All I do... (laughs) Six times a week, live on Sirius XM Radio, is talk about, dissect, debate, analyze, discuss things that go on in rock music. So, there it's live and it's a two-way street and the callers can drive the conversation a little bit, so it's a little different. So, yeah, when I get to the podcast, I usually like to get right to the interview a little bit more because I don't know what you guys want me to talk about. I mean, I could sit here and talk about, what, ACDC and if they're really going to do something and if Axel's really going to sing with them. I don't know. Now, if we are a two-way street like my live radio show, we can debate this and we can take your calls about it. Or, you know, if Van Halen's ever going to do anything or... What's going on with Guns N' Roses or what's going on with Kiss and all the usual stuff that I get hit with. And I love talking about all of it, don't get me wrong, but it just seems, I guess, to me a bit redundant to do it here when I do it six times a week on satellite radio. And I get, if you're not a subscriber to my radio show, you don't hear that or if you live out of the U.S. and Canada and you can't be a subscriber. So I'll try to do a little bit more at the top. I ex- I appreciate feedback. I, I just, you know, unless it's a really hot-button thing that I have some real information about, I'm not sure what direction I want to take or what I would say. You know, like I can tell you now, I'm recording this open on, on a Tuesday, the third day of April, and there's a discussion today about Paul Stanley finally planning to show up at a Gene Simmons vault thing in Vegas. The story about Rat and if Warren Martini is really out and what the hell is going on there. So there's a lot to debate and discuss. But I don't know, uh, you know, without a two-way street, what you want me to say about it because some of it's just speculation. Some of it's not officially announced. Some of it is just hypotheticals at this point. 
but I can talk to you guys a little bit more about some of the things that I've going on. A lot of times, too, my interviews are quite long, so there is a bit of a time constraint in podcasts. Not a hard time constraint, but a bit of a time constraint. And then for all the times that I do a bunch of stuff at the top of the podcast, I'll get just as many emails from people saying, just get to the interview. (laughs) It's like you can't win. You cannot win. But trust me, if there is a hot-button topic and something that I really want to dig into or spout off about, I will indeed do it at the top of this podcast each and every week. And um, there you go. So... Anyway, you got the rundown on my appearances, and I am looking forward to getting out there. I thank everybody again who came out to Dallas, and I want to get into our now. Now I want to get into our interview this week, which is with David Coverdale. Now, what's interesting about this interview is the fact that David Coverdale, for the last couple of years, and you'll hear him talk about a new White Snake record and all that. Some interesting stuff about Coverdale Page in here as well, but David Coverdale has has been really working the whole Deep Purple end of things. You know, his history in Deep Purple. He did an album of Deep Purple remakes. He's got a live record and DVD of Deep Purple songs done live. So he's really been sort of um, celebrating his history in Deep Purple, which was three albums. During that time, Glenn Hughes was also in the band. David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes, by all accounts, are friends. Well, speaking of topical things at the top of the show, it was just announced that Glenn Hughes is going to go out and do a show celebrating Deep Purple, which will be great. And Glenn can sing remarkably well. So it should be really, really very cool. But it got me thinking, wait a minute, Coverdale and Hughes are friends. Why the hell didn't they go out and do this together? (laughs) That would have been really cool. So it didn't seem like they messed their schedules or thought about that, but that would have been really cool if it happened. Anyway, that was just announced that Glenn Hughes is going to go out and do a Deep Purple run of shows, uh, not with Deep Purple, of course. It was also announced recently, Richie Blackmore, speaking of Deep Purple, who has now stuck his toe back in the rock waters again, recently revealing that Glenn Hughes was offered the job playing bass in Rainbow, but when Glenn found out he also was not going to be the singer, declined. That's interesting. The interview you're about to hear with David Coverdale, we cover a lot of things, including this new White Snake playing Deep Purple live CD, Coverdale page, and the upcoming White Snake record. And also, David reveals he was quite sick recently. Thankfully, he's okay now. David Coverdale, always very entertaining. I've known him for a very long time, done many, many interviews with him over the years on radio and TV. And it is great to have him on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast, and that'll come up in just a second. One other thing I want to address. You want some content at the top? Here's another thing. I am constantly inundated with people who ask me about that metal show. And as I've said a million times, I greatly appreciate people asking me about that metal show. I do not control that metal show. I do not own that metal show. I have nothing to do with whether that metal show comes back or not. The one thing that needs to happen for that metal show to come back is extremely simple to explain, very hard for people to understand. But it is very simple what needs to happen. A TV network has to want to do the show. 
That's it. Think about that for a second. Before you start barraging me with emails and tweets saying, hey, what about Netflix? What about Access TV? What about HBO? What about this? What about that? Of course, we would welcome all of that. The outlets that we are asked about daily have to want to do it. It's a two-way street, folks. You cannot just walk in and place a show on one of those outlets. So I bring this up because, and my partners, Don and Jim, you got to understand something if you haven't figured it out already. They're stand-up comics. They love to stir the pot. They love to bust balls. So every once in a while, they post things on social media to get people talking and say silly things to get people excited and make things up. (laughs) So I'm giving it to you straight. There's no movement on the show. We have tried almost every network you could throw at us. There are people that say now, well, just put it on YouTube. That's not that easy either. It costs money to produce the show. We do not own that metal show. None of us do. It is controlled by our previous producer. We are in good terms with him. He is responsible for finding a new home for it. So if he finds a new home, all of us will do it again immediately and want to but it's out of our hands nobody i assure you nobody wants that metal show back on the air more than me but at the same token i can't stop my life because of it and i must stress what i am saying is not coming to you at all from a position of resentment or anger or anything. It is a bit frustrating because most 99% of fans have no idea how TV works. They just know that it was a show they loved and they want to see it again and it should be on TV. Great. I appreciate that. I want it on TV as well. But when you go to a network executive who makes the call, who is not a rock fan, And you try to explain to them the value of a rock talk show. They look at you like you're speaking another language. That's the problem. You get outside of the bubble that we are in as rock junkies. You get into the real world in the mainstream world and they don't quite understand what you're talking about. Now, you and I both know there's a tremendous upside for this show. I know there's a tremendous audience for this show. I know that the show could bring a tremendous kick to a, a, a network. But it doesn't matter that I think that. It doesn't matter that you think that. The person who runs that network has to think that and think it's worth doing. So I know I've talked about this. But I just need to put it out there again because, and I'm grateful for this. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for this. Everywhere I go, I am asked still about that metal show. It was my baby, folks. I want it back more than anybody. 
but it's out of my hands. And if it comes back, I'll do it tomorrow. Somebody sent me a tweet. You're not doing anything. How come you're not do- you're not doing anything anyway? Why don't you get the show on the air? I, I took exception to that one. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm doing eight radio broadcasts a week, six live, and in the middle of finishing the first season of a brand new TV show I do have coming to Access TV called Trunk Fest that's going to premiere on July 1st at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Access TV. And that's the other thing. Well, why don't you get it on Access TV if you have a new show there? Because I don't own Access TV. I don't make that decision. Do you not think that I asked more than once? (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know what else to say anymore, but thank you for caring. Truly, thank you for caring. And if there's... If there is a future for the show, we are all in immediately. But I simply don't know the answer right now. And what we need is somebody at a high level at a TV network that understands, gets it, and wants to be a part of this and grow this show and give it an opportunity. We'll see. But again, seriously, thank you for caring. I really do appreciate it. It just gets frustrating. And then a bunch of other fans will be like, how come you have to keep talking about that? Well, you know, they're like, aren't you tired of talking about it? Yeah. People keep asking, and I appreciate them caring. All right, let's get to David Coverdale, who has been on that metal show many times, and uh, we look forward to speaking to him, and we're going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him in just a second, and you'll hear him discuss all sorts of stuff as previously mentioned. He's my guest this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP, and you might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. How cool is that? True Car dealers, they will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. (laughs) Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Great time to be a Wolverine. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast.
I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. All right, let's get into it right now on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. From my XM volume show, it is David Coverdale. Take it away, D.C. How are you, my friend? Edward, it's nap time. What the hell? <laughs> is this when I we have a spot that. of tea? Is this when we have a spot of tea and a little massage? Is that what goes on in the no, Coverdale no, world? It, it's nap time when you get to my age. Come on, I've worked hard enough. And I'd like compliments to you and my uh, belated uh, congratulations to your aunt. I hope she enjoyed her Whitesnake Zinfandel. Yes, I texted you and posted on my social media a photo because we had an 88th birthday for my aunt, who is like another mother to me on the weekend, a big family gathering. And my wife said, well, we need to bring some wine. And it was one of those bring-your-own restaurants. And I said, my goodness, my 88-year-old aunt would just love some white snake wine. <laughs> oh, my God. Such an honor. Such a treasure. I hope. And I'll tell you what, DC, it, it got it, – honestly, it got rave reviews from my largely Italian family. It really is great stuff. I grovel in appreciation, Edward. Eduardo, Are you still doing it? I keep forgetting you're Italian. What the hell's <laughs> Trump from? That's not Italian. No, that's my dad, and his la- he's German, so I'm half and half. My mom's name is okay, Artelino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you still oh, doing the wine? Um, you know what? My, I don't know what, what I've done, but my, uh, the guy I work with, Dennis De La Montagna, has just bought a house like five minutes from my studio. So he keeps leaving cases of wine. For Cindy only, do not touch. DC, hands off. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we'll probably do some more. I'd actually love to do some whiskey, to be honest. Really? I mean, oh, God, white snake whiskey and white snake weed. Well, that that's pro- that would also be pretty. Is, is weed <laughs> is weed legal by is weed legal yet it by is, you where you live? It is. It is totally legal, Edward. At last, Nevada can pay for some infrastructure. Oh, because you're in Nevada. So so do you uh, or do you partake in, in that? David, do you still? Darling, I need to get Japanese visas. Don't expect me to be too honest. <laughs> well, you live in an area. It's, not, it's legal. It's fully legal. So I figured you could say. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah it's well, it's, that's for, for me to know and you to wonder. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to white snake weed and white snake, uh, <laughs> white snake. Uh, what did you say? Whiskey. White snake whiskey, yes. That's and now we have kind of my my sitting. You know, I'm in love with the the renaissance of Irish whiskey for for many years now. The Middletons and Red Breasts, twenty one year old, twenty six year old. I sound like a pervert. No, twenty six <laughs> years old. <laughs> sound like a pedophile for God's sakes. Oh lord. No, you were over eighteen, so you were good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I'm well over 18, Angel. <laughs> so, so, so tell me what's going on. I want to talk about the live record in a second, but, you know, I saw Michael Devin not too long ago. We were on a cruise together, and he said work is progressing nicely on a new Whitesnake record, right? 
Oh, my God, Edward. We did like five or six projects last year. Uh, uh, Michael, isn't he a doll? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, I've just had all the guys in. Just they flew in Friday night. We shot the new uh, Whitesnake video Saturday. and Everybody flew out straight after. But we had a dinner where my sides were, were splitting. It was amazing. Uh, a lot of the guys, uh, this album's been a bit of a jigsaw because everybody was working, a musical jigsaw. So like Tommy had only sort of worked to the demos that Joel, uh, Rev and I had put together. Um, and so he was hearing like by walking into Picasso's studio, you know, before he starts painting. And the next time you go back, he's got his exhibit there, you know. Uh, so they, everyone was thrilled with what they were hearing. We had a great reunion. And then everyone was off. And then I think we're going to hook up um, beginning of June in Los Angeles to rehearse for the Foreigner Run in the U.S. Uh, Last year, we had the 87th, 30th anniversary. That was hugely successful. Um, I think you got one, I hope, Edward. Uh, Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And we were supposed to release the Purple Live DVD, the Purple Tour Live uh, for Christmas, but we had some technical issues and that came out in January. Both of those albums, believe it or not, went top five in most countries around the world. It was extraordinary time. Uh, so we had Joel coming in while he was working with Sher. He was like 50 minutes away in Vegas. So he'd do three nights, I think, with Sher and then have three days off. He'd fly in and do some additional guitar for me. I don't know whether you'll remember, it was never released in... Uh, in the U.S. was an album of mine called Restless Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did some amazing guitar on there. Derek Sherinian put amazing organ. It's like a, a fabulous hybrid of Deep Purple and, uh, and white, early White Snake. I don't know when the hell we're going to get that out. This year we have, of course, Summer will be the, uh, on Frontiers will be the Flesh and Blood, uh, the Foreigner Tour. We have the Slided In Deluxe reissue in Fall. And for Christmas, we got White Snake Unzipped, Acoustic Journeys Through the Years. And, and I'm really excited about that. So there's no rest for the wicked. Weren't you talking about slowing down and maybe retiring a couple years ago? What the hell's going on you know, there, man? I, I, these guys I work with think I'm 30, for Christ's sake. You know, <laughs> double it. Double it and add a few more digits. <laughs> But you're still having fun and you're still creating. And as long as you're still having a blast, I mean, and you love the guys you're doing it with, that's important, right? Completely and utterly. And it's that, that's my inspiration. And of course, being on social media with such incredible positive support uh, and encouragement is completely and utterly motivating. These guys, I swear to God, you know, Tommy and I celebrated 30 years last year together. I mean, he just came in. We were, you know, we were obviously jamming to, uh, uh, to, the, to the track we've recorded for the video, but he was play- just playing. These he, guys a monster of a player. It's, yeah, it's no so doubt. inspiring. Yeah, so inspiring. This is, I think, going to be the best Whitesnake album. And I, I know that's cliched stuff, but I know what I'm talking about. I should do after almost 50 years. So is it done? The the new the album of all new material is done? We're in the mix now. I got that horrible H3 flu, Edward, which took me out for, I think, about six weeks oh. before I started to feel, you know, like myself again. It was Whoa. horrifying. Yeah, it was 
it's a, it was a killer, you know, that I don't know what the full thing is, but it, it was that strain of flu that the um, the anti-flu vaccination didn't cover. It was evil, I see. just evil, evil, evil uh, strain of flu. So this video that you just shot, is it for a song on yeah. the upcoming new record? Oh, of course. Yeah. So and, you're going to get a song and a video out soon of new of something well, brand I would new. Imagine so. I would imagine so. I've got a few more uh, like external shots other than the band stuff to feature uh, some really fun elements. You know, we had the burn video, which Christmas Day <laughs> talk about. Have I'm dreaming of a white snake Christmas, like the darkest, gloomiest, you know, destruction of Atlantis uh, when we did the burn video. And this is like absolute, almost light snake, but it's a kick-ass song. You're going to love it. Uh, but it's going to be some real fun elements, paying respect and a nod to uh, White Snake's past, but certainly not as dark and as uh, as uh, gritty as the, uh, the Burn video. This is because uh, you know yourself; you've seen White Snake a bunch of times. It's very much a party scenario yeah. with the audience involvement and stuff. So you know that's pretty cool. But I think what's really cool about what you're doing, David, is you have you're celebrating your past, which is an amazing past. But at the same time, you're still creating new stuff. You, you've got one foot going forward and then you're still, of course, giving a nod to, to some of the things in the past. So yeah. it's really like the best well, of both this, worlds. Well, this is interesting. You know, the guys, after we'd had dinner, we came back to the studio and, and were playing, you know, a couple of MP3s of, of the songs and, of, you know, where they were. And they're very, very listenable. Uh, and and everyone just everyone's just so supportive of each other. Going, man, what a Joel and Reb, great solo, man. You know all of this stuff. It was just really positive, rather than guys who just listen to their own thing and go, I'm not loud enough. You know, it was incredibly positive. And the way I was describing it to the guys is that that this has all the necessary White Snake elements that I need to call it White Snake. You know, but with a a vib- vibrant, fresh coat of paint. It's the songs are, you know, this is the first time Joel and I have written together. It's the first time in all these years that the longest standing member of Whitesnake, Red Beach, we've never written together until this project. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a family affair. It's, it really is. It really is cool. I'm very excited to, uh, for people to hear it. Well, it sounds like we'll be getting something, at least a song to hear from it soon. So looking forward to that. And and before I ask you some stuff about the Purple Live record, you mentioned the tour coming up with Foreigner. Do you have history with those guys? Do you you go back with Mick Jones or anything? Yeah, well, the drummer Christopher, you know, worked with me on the Good Good to Be Bad album. Beautiful guy. Um, and of Michael Jones, of course, I've known forever. We, We certainly wouldn't own up to how many years we've known each other. Uh, but I, I'd heard of Mick, you know, when he was working with Johnny Halliday, God rest his soul. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a fan, admirer. Uh, I knew Lou, you know, the, the old guy, the, the guys, you know, in the original band. Um, Jay- well, Lou might come out. They're, they're, saying, they're saying Lou might come out. He's been popping out at some shows and doing a couple of songs, so you may oh, see him out the, there. It, yeah, that would be lovely to see. I haven't seen him for years, for many, many years. And what a, lo- a, a lovely guy and a great singer. Um, Jason, I've known since he was a kid, an, an infant. You know, I was very close with his dad, Bonzo, uh, the extraordinary uh, John Bonham. Um, and it's interesting. We, we were doing a sound check. I don't know, a lifetime ago. I'm standing with Jeff Beck. This is like the early White Snake. We're at uh, 
In those days, it was the Hammersmith Odeon doing a sound check, and I'm standing with my tour manager, uh, and Jeff Beck, and, and Jason comes in. I, I'm going, oh, my God, you got long pants on, you know, which was wonderful. <laughs> he was 17, and he said, uh, can, I, can I jam? And I, I'd rarely let people jam with the snakes, and I, unless they're ex-snakes, you know. And I went, right. hang on, hang on. And I went up, and Pacey was with me at the time, Ian Pace. Uh, I said, you know, would you mind if, uh, if Johnson, who went, no, 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 you know, come on. And I swear to God, I'm standing with Beck and my tour manager who, who knew Bonzo very, very well. He, he worked with Zeppelin. And, um, and we played Ready and Willing. I swear to God, Edward, you cl- I closed my eyes and it was like Bonzo was playing. Yeah. He, he Jason, pl- the soul of John Bonham is in his son. Yeah. He is, yeah, he is, so John was unique. We all know that. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, what he brought, what he brought, one of the aspects of Zeppelin, which is, is extraordinary. Like John Lord's left hand was an enormous, on the organ, was one of the primary components of Deep Purple's sonic identity. Bonzo, I mean, Jesus, what couldn't you build on top of those drum patterns, you know? Right. Uh, glorious. Um, but Jason, as I say, and that's, it was, you know, we were all just standing ovation. He was amazing. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to reconnecting. You know, we send each other dirty texts now and again. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's going to be a family affair, I think. And, and people are in for a treat. You know, uh, it's, I don't know how many, with being a special guest for the guy for Foreigner, I don't know how many new songs I can squeeze in. Because I think it's going to be almost like a greatest hits thing with Jason doing Zeppelin stuff. Sure. Uh, and Foreigner, of course, you know, an hour and a half of solid hits, you know. So, and people will hopefully will be hoarse and exhausted by the end of the show. I think I'll be. <laughs> but yeah, hey, you know, you're saying you're slowing down. I think I'm thinking of getting electric rollerblades, man. <laughs> you know, it's just honest to God. And it's not me. It's, it's like I worked with Warners, which is the third time in my career uh, and third time a charm of doing great. Uh, the two projects we've had together, the 87 project and, uh, and the purple DVD. And I'm working, as you know, with the fabulous frontiers, Serafino, Mario, and they've been so supportive through my illness, you know, that, uh, that, you know, we had to send some illegal letter saying force majeure, which because of illness, that flu, there's no way I could go. You know, it was incredibly, uh, a devastating flu and uh, a lot of people lost their lives you know and thank god i was in shape to be able to fight it off but it took some time but now yeah, six was, weeks that's unbelievable that yeah well six yeah, weeks that was just the recovering it kicked my ass yeah i mean you fall over at my age mate it's not a giggle it's like oh my god you're shaken out of your aura <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness a little warmed up white snake wine would have set you right i'm sure david Oh, totally. Well, actually, the Irish whiskey helped. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, can you... Although can you wine, I'm assured, I'm assured has healing properties, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk to you a little bit in detail about this, uh, the, the album, The Purple Tour, that's come out. It's a live record yeah. that has come out to celebrate that. It came out recently. Can you, can you give me a few more minutes so we can talk about this record you a little bit? It, Absolute my pleasure. David, I know for you, going out and doing that run 
uh, playing your past with Deep Purple was something that was very, very special. And, and this is a great document of it. Talk a little bit about how it came about that you decided that that was the right time in your career to go out and sort of address all the Purple stuff. Well, it was all related to a phone call from John Lord in 2012, Edward, if you remember uh, our conversation. Well, several conversations before John had said to me that he'd been diagnosed with a particularly aggressive uh, cancer, which was just horrifying to hear. John, John was and remains in spirit an immense inspiration, mentor, raconteur, just a beautiful man. Um, one of the reasons I actually got the gig, I think, with Deep Purple was John talking to me as just as a in, in the most welcoming, hospitable fashion. I have such gratitude for him. It's almost indescribable. So when he called me and told me about this, it was obviously uh, a tearful exchange. But he said he was determined to kick it. And would I, and after that, would I be prepared to do something purple related with him? Of course, I wasn't going to say no, Edward, you know. So it was, uh, of course, I'll do that, you know. And I thought I could put White Snake on hold for six months or whatever to a year. I'm, you know, one of John's dreams was to have all the former members of, of Deep Purple who were still alive to, to, to do a performance together, like a charity show, which I mm. told him I was there for, for him. Uh, so, you know, I started listening to uh, the Purple albums. I'm not usually, you know, I don't usually go back and, and, and I was going, oh my God, these are terrific. You know, the, the Burn and Stormbringer and Come Taste the Band. Uh, sadly, as we know, John passed away. Um, and around the same time, a very small window of time, uh, my wife lost her brother Daniel, and I lost my beloved aunt Sylvia, who for 50 years, we, every conversation we ever had had involved music. So these were devastating blows. Uh, and I was trying to think, what am I supposed to learn from this? And the, the, the bonus, if I can say that, uh, with John is that I've had plenty of opportunities to tell John how much I loved him, admired him, appreciated him uh, in the times we worked together. Because, uh, as you know, not only did I work with him in Deep Purple, but he joined me in Whitesnake. So I thought, for me, it was really important before I lost anyone else to reach out to people I hadn't been in touch with, not necessarily in the music business, but just, you know, people from uh, that I hadn't spoken to for decades. And I reconnected with, with so many people. And then it occurred to me, the person I really should call was Richie Blackmore. Because he and John formed Deep Purple. And as you can testify, there was many, many decades of Richie and I being very un. Uh, unsavory about each other. It, there was a big competition between Whitesnake and Rainbow until, you know, the Whitesnake 87 album, which made competitions just ridiculous. Uh, so I got in, I, um, I had uh, Candice email uh, and I emailed her very respectfully and, and introduced myself uh, to express Richie's wife. For people that don't know yes. Richie's wife, so we should tell people, yeah. Yeah, forgive me, a Candace Knight, yeah, uh, Knight Blackmore, however she, she goes. However, um, <laughs> the response that came back was, who are you and how did you get this email? 
<laughs> really? Which would have been mine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, out of the blue. I'd never met Candice, and suddenly she gets his email. Uh, <laughs> and I think Richie was as devastated as I was. And I said, look, these, let me give you these names of mutual acquaintances. Uh, we used to have the same driver in Europe, a guy called Sasha, you know, so... She said, oh, I'm so, you know, so she got in touch with people, found out I was legit and then came back, said, I'm so sorry, David. Uh, the next person you hear from will be Richie. And we reconnected and he was extremely complimentary that uh, with with how what I'd achieved uh, with Whitesnake, which was amazing coming from one of my original mentors, you know. Um, I had no intention. There was a rumor went around the internet that Glenn Hughes and I have been trying to do this for years. That's absolute bullshit. Internet viral nonsense. This all was fueled from the loss of John Lord. And when I reached out to Richie, it wasn't anything to do with doing a project. Uh, that came later in our conversations. As you can testify, I am totally happy with the guys I'm working with, and I'm completely and utterly happy with Whitesnake. You know, so, so no, there was nothing there was no nothing looking. to the rumor of uh, trying to do a Mark three re- uh, reunion. Well, no, but Richie asked me if I'd speak to his manager, Carol. Uh, and I said, of course. And she said, would you be interested in doing a, a, a reunion thing? I said, well, how long would it take? What are you looking at? If it's an album, I don't think I can take that kind of time off, but I can do a You know, a three month tour or something like that. Uh, who would you put on keyboards? I said, Keith Emerson, God rest his soul. I think Purple fans and John Lord fans would have accepted um, Keith. Um, and then the question was, which Roger or Glenn? And I said, well, Glenn's my soul brother. It'd have to be Glenn, you know? Uh, that's as far as we got. And I said, I don't think Pacey will want to do it because he's tied up with Purple, you know, Deep Purple. Mm-hmm. So I'd recommended Tommy, of course, who is a monster, you know, but I really that wasn't my intent at all. So while all this was going on from the John Lord call to, to the Richie things, I'm looking at contemporizing some of these songs the 40, over 40 years old. I think I joined Purple, what, 45 years? <laughs> Jesus. Um I'm thinking, I wonder if, you know, I hope Rich will be up for contemporizing stuff. So I'd actually started just messing around with ideas. And when I withdrew from all of this stuff, I'm going, no, I don't, I, I really, you know, every, all, I had all the bells ringing that it wasn't right and I should stick with the snakes. Uh, and Cindy, my wife and I were out for dinner. I said, well, I've done all this work. And she said, well, why don't you do it as a, like a salute, a tribute uh, to John, you know, and uh, under the White Snake banner, and I went, oh. I spoke to my band; they were all down for it, and Frontiers loved the idea. They're huge Purple fans, and that's how it came about. It did extraordinarily well and fueled a tour, you know. Do you think that in some ways, and I'm th- I'm just just hitting me that you reconnecting with Richie Blackmore, even though it didn't result in anything. But you reconnecting with oh, it him? Did. It did. It did actually. It, it reconnected us. Apart from that awful energy that existed with us for almost thirty years, Edward. You know that's that's a, a gift to me. A sure, sure, a gift. You know, sure, yes, for you personally. But I'm wondering 
you know, because for a long time he shunned his whole history as a rock artist and wouldn't play Rainbow, wouldn't play Deep Purple, wouldn't even yeah. talk about it. And it seems like shortly after that, he has he is now doing Rainbow and he is playing rock again. I'm wondering well, if you kind of got his juices think, flowing. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, I do know that through my social media, people have, have often uh, said how sad it is. I mean, Richie is such a an inspiration to people like Edward Van Halen, for God's sakes. You know, an amazing uh, electric musician. But I can fully understand he's doing what he loves because I'm doing what I love. You know, it's... Uh, but the fact I think there was, uh, it, I got him thinking again about maybe doing uh, some electric playing again. And I'm delighted, I think, for two consecutive years. He, he hasn't done a lot of stuff, but, you know, he's back to uh, delighting, you know, thousands of people in concert playing electric again. He's an astonishing musician. But I totally honor him for doing what he loves. Are you still in, have you talked to him again since all of this? Are you still on a regular contact with him or no? No, I can't. Are you kidding? I did six projects last year. I had to connect <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm so busy twittering. <laughs> yes, you're job. great. On, I love your Twitter feed. Everybody should follow David for sure. You know, one other guy I want to ask you about that you worked with, because you we've talked about this before. You've worked with just unbelievable guitar players throughout your entire career, and Blackmore every, included. All of them. Edward, don't, don't make that terrible mistake most people do. I've worked with great drummers, great bass players, great keyboard players. Of course. It's uh, astonishing. But I think primarily people look at the astonishing array of six and seven string sorcerers that I've uh, had the pleasure of working with. But I want to ask you, we talked about uh, Jason Bonham and John Bonham a little while ago. I want to ask you about your friend uh, who you did a record with, of course, Coverdale Page and, and Jimmy Page. Uh -huh. You know, he seems like, you know, we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of Zeppelin. For years, he's been threatening he's going to do a solo album. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. But it never really happens. I think it's time for you. Now, I know you got a lot on your plate, but I think it's time for you to get it on, on the phone with Jimmy Page. And let's go do Coverdale Page 2 and get that guy playing some guitar again, man. It's time, brother. It's uh, Edward. It's time. You know, uh, when when I decide to do, uh, you know, before I committed to make uh, a new studio record, with all the fun and games that uh, Reb and I have had, he's the the longest surviving member, in, surviving member surviving. of, of White Snake <laughs> at fifteen years. You know, but we'd never sat down to write together. You know, so I I said to to Michael, my co-producer. Uh, I'm not going to commit to anything until um, I sit down with Reb and Joel. And Michael had a super idea of uh, Michael Devin, uh, a song called Mojo Man, which uh, we didn't get to finish, unfortunately, but a super tune. Um, but just sitting down with uh, Reb and Joel was just a breath of fresh air. We, we've, we've got, I think, potentially a huge Whitesnake record, whether or not it's the last studio record or not, I do not know. But I can tell you, I'm inordinately proud of it. I had six weeks away, disconnected from the project because of illness and reconnecting with it. I'm going, oh, my God. And the guys, as I say, were in at the weekend and they're all blown away. It's going to be a project for each, each, each member of White State to be proud of. 
I, I don't have time. I've been saying to Jimmy for years he should do something like Carlos did with Supernatural. I said, I'll mm-hmm. be there. I'll do a couple of songs with you. Absolutely. He, you know, he's got the ideas. It's, it's just a different world, you know. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. I don't think Robert's been over generous. Uh, he's happy doing his thing. I mean, I can understand that because I share that kind of joy with my band, you know. Uh, my heart goes out to him. Paige is one of the most influential, inspirational, beautiful uh, musicians on the planet that God gifted us. You know, I, I would do anything to to assist Jimmy uh, doing a project or whatever. Uh, but my commitment is to my guys. Yeah, no, total, I totally yeah. understand that. But that Coverdale Page record was so good, and there's so many people that you just – it seems like Jimmy just kind of – and I don't know the man, but just from an outsider's perspective as a fan, it just seems like he needs a solid wingman pushing him and pushing – you know, getting him to create. I, and, will, and, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, and this is also down to timing. Uh, last, last year, prior to Christmas – um, I uh, hosted uh, all my Warners guys, the new uh, people I'm working with, the new team, flew up from L.A. To, to Reno, where Hook City, the Whitesnake studio is. You know, we spent the day together, you know, discussing plans and ideas. And, and the president said, uh, not, not the president of the United States, uh, <laughs> <laughs> said, what would, how would you think about revisiting the Coverdale Page album? And I said, what, remixing? And because initially, prior to me getting ill, we were supposed to deliver uh, the, the Flesh and Blood studio record to Frontiers by the end of February in order to get it out May, June to coincide with the, the Foreigner run. Uh, and of course, my illness took, kicked that off, just kicked it off the table. Um, but at that time, I thought March, April, May, Jimmy and I could remix it uh, and, and mix the uh, unreleased songs that we had, because we had four or five extra songs. At the oh. same time, Edward, you're talking about synchronicity or good planning on the part of Warner's. The president of Warner's UK was entertaining Jimmy at dinner or lunch and said, hey, how would you fancy revisiting the Coverdale Page project? And he went, I'll call David right now. And I said to this guy, I'll call Jimmy right now. It was the funniest shit. But uh, so we'll definitely, when we can, when we have both have the time, we will be remixing and adding. I mean, I documented, I filmed uh, the whole process from the moment the first day Jimmy and I sat down to write uh, music at my house at Lake Tahoe. So there's enough stuff to make it a really interesting package for the fans, you know. But so we get a, like like know. a special edition, like be, a spe- don't be inundating don't be inundating me with when I don't know, <laughs> you know when I have time. <laughs> All right, I know you got a lot on your plate, and no, but Edward, really, right now I've got I'm in my office. Uh, I have a video editing room, which is also audio. So we're putting together the big bumper edition of Slide It In for Ooh. fall release, I think it is, with similar to the package of the 87 stuff with unreleased mixes and, and uh, demos and stuff. We have, um, uh, for Christmas, uh, Whitesnake Unzipped Acoustic Journeys Through the Years, which will tie in with a remastered Remix 5.1, Starkers in Tokyo with Adrian, stuff I did with Doug Aldridge. 
Um, we might be trying to do some filming with Reb and I uh, to bring it more up to date. But it, that features, you know, DVD, unreleased songs that I've had for years that never, never made it to records. Uh, Slip of the Tongue is 30th anniversary next year. So that's going to be another crazy. bumper edition. So, yeah, so mixing the White Snake, you know, studio record. I'm, so after this next weekend, I think I start editing uh, the, the new video with the director. Uh, so this is, this is like, uh, thank God my wife's in Africa on safari with my son, camera safari, that is. Otherwise, you know, I don't have any time to get home. Oh well, and and hey, real quick on the slide it in reissue that you're going to do, yeah. are you going to put the the uh, remix, the re-record with Sykes or the original version? Which one's it going to be? Both of them, and we're looking. We've sent out uh, uh, "Love in No Stranger" from the American mix and "Love in No Stranger" from the European mix. We've sent to some different mastering giants in the country to see who comes back with with something that glitters. Just want it to be, once again, another fresh coat of paint. So mm. all of those things will be available in one package. That's great. I mean, so much great. I mean, Gambler is such a, one of my favorites on that record. The opening yeah, track, yeah. of course, it's just, there's so much great stuff on there. So I can't wait to see that get the deluxe, uh, the, the deluxe yeah, well, treatment we found, too. We've, yeah, we've also found some live things that have never been put out there, other than like bootleg things that we've been able to tweak and... Uh, uh, and, and, and make a little bit sweeter. So, yeah, it's action-packed, man. Action-packed time. Well, it's good to see and that I you're slowing down a little. It's good It's good to see you're slowing down, David, in your older age. You know, I know it's good to well, see you're I've taking just, it easy just, a little bit. Yeah, I've just had six <laughs> weeks of slowing down, and uh, it's not for me. <laughs> Well, there's a lot going on, and uh, you just heard it all from David Coverdale himself. And again, the tour with Foreigner, getting ready to go out there, and uh, what a great package that is! Foreigner, White Snake, and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. Nice. It, it, it'll nice. be a hit parade. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a hit parade for sure. So, listen, I, I appreciate all the time. Everybody, check out White Snake, the Purple Tour. That CD is out there right now. And again, in addition to the Purple material. Yeah. CD and DVD, and as in addition to the purple material, you also get the uh, you also get some White Snake songs included in there as well in the mix. So, David, it's uh, it, it's always great to talk to you, my friend, and I look forward to seeing you out there on the road very soon. Mutual, my best to you and yours, Edward, as always, and love to your listeners. Take care, DC. Talk to you soon. Okay. Well, huge thanks to David Coverdale. Always fun, always entertaining to talk to DC. Look forward to all the great stuff he has coming up. Much appreciated. You guys, uh, be sure to shop on Amazon. And when you do it, go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Eddie Trunk. And check out my website, which is EddieTrunk.com. All my upcoming appearances are there on the homepage, including Milwaukee this weekend, Tulsa next weekend. Have a look. Come out and see me. Come out and say hello. And I hope to see you out and about. Again, check all of those appearances, music news, merch store, brand new t-shirt coming, a trunk name shirt coming to the merch store on eddytrunk.com have a look and check it out when you can you guys have a great week katie irizari is the producer of the eddie trunk podcast and i will see you next thursday for another all new episode free as always at podcastone.com and itunes
The hit true crime series, Murder Made Me Famous, is now on Podcast One. Showcasing some of the most notorious crimes imaginable, including Scott Peterson, Jody Arias, Ted Bundy, and more. See how murder made them famous. New episodes starting every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, as well as PodcastOne.com and the Podcast One app. And check out the new season of Murder Made Me Famous starting Saturday, April 14th on The Reels Channel. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's Power Cash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.